host of Phil Hoffman Travel. It costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. And it's a big welcome back to Phil Hoffman from Phil Hoffman Travel. You've been here, there, everywhere. I have, Jade. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you very much. You know, it's good to be back and good to be back in Adelaide. Uh, yeah, I've had a, a couple of quick trips. Uh, I went to uh, Antarctica mm. um, via um, via Chile, uh, via uh, Santiago, and then down to Puerto Williams and then into the Drake Passage and through Antarctica to a christening of a, of a new ship in the Lamar uh, Channel, which was the first time for me to sort of experience that out in the Zodiacs. There's the big ship there and we're christening it and the bottle of, not not champagne, but it was an ice bucket, ice yeah. thing that could melt, you know, in, in the water when it fell. Um, so called um, uh, the Endeavour, the Silver Sea Endeavour, which was just fantastic, you know, five-star luxury so we flew on and and uh, did the trip to antarctica part of why i went uh, jade because what they're introducing now is you can either fly onto the peninsula mm-hmm. or fly back now we cruised in out of uh, the chilean port of porto williams how long does uh, that take uh from that into the into Antarctica, yeah. it's it's about a twenty eight hour uh, cruise into the peninsula, okay. and then it's as flat as anything. But the Drake Passage can get a little bit rough. You mm-hmm. know, we had five meter waves, but but this ship just handled it so so well. Um, and then we flew out of uh, King George Island back onto uh, to Chile that way. So so people because people some people get nervous about doing the the Drake passage, you know, mm. we could either call it the Drake or the Lake. Or um, the shake. Yeah, the shake. And so uh, so I've introduced this new way of doing called the Antarctica Bridge and so we flew out of uh, King George Island back to um, uh, yeah, to Chile. So it was fantastic. So uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Brilliant. And then I came back and I was only home for about three or four days and threw the the, the old bag in with a you know the, the clothes, and then said to my Fresh wife, "I'm off to uh, to Doha to uh, see the uh, uh, some of the the soccer." And I went, and I was fortunate enough, you know, courtesy of Qantas, uh, Qatar Airways, and Discover Qatar, yeah, uh, to see the Australian uh, Danish game, which is the World Cup, which is World Cup. And what so, was the, it like? I was just a brilliant atmosphere. But can mm. I tell you, the last six minutes when they said this is the time on period, you know, the injury time, <laughs> the longest six minutes of my life because we were hanging on, but Denmark was pepping the goals like I've never seen before, you know, but our guys were so good. They just stood so tall to defend. Yeah, for uh, sure. And, uh, yeah, so it was a thrill, a thrill to celebrate afterwards. And mm. But the stadium was probably had 43, 44,000 people in. You know, a good half of those were, were Aussies, you know, wearing the, the yellow jumpers and that. So, yeah, it was proud to be Australian that night. And, uh, and look, they played really well, you know, even against um, Argentina. You know, it was there. It was there for mm-hmm. them to win. Um, but, you know, those uh, other teams are just another level, you know, they uh, because they're playing against the best all the time. Time in the different leagues they play, and we're not, yeah. you know. As someone said, the well, it's their country game, exactly, exactly. But uh, no, we should be very proud of, of what we did, and but certainly, you know, it was great to see Qatar. I had I hadn't been back to Doha for four years because of the uh, pandemic, and so I can remember what I saw four years ago, and then see all the new things that have been built in this last four years. They boy, they haven't stopped. And uh, what you do? It's, it's exciting. Well, I, what I what I did on the Thursday after the after the game is I. I got one of the tour guides from Discover Qatar and she took me and showed me all the new 
uh, you know, projects that have been built since I was there last, and mm. and it was just fantastic to see it. New shopping centre areas, new hotels, uh, new museums, the new ocean terminal, which I was very interested because uh, Qatar is really opening up for all the cruise ships to come in there in this this period of time. Um, and so uh, it was just interesting to see all the new areas. You know, Education City, Inspire City, which uh, uh, Tim Carhill's running the big uh, Institute of Sport over there for all sports. Uh, in in Qatar, uh, and just so many different areas. But also, the other thing was great was to see uh, all the different nationalities there with all their colours on and all their yeah. guernseys on. Every, it's every, like an Olympics, it, 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 exactly that, you know. And so when we went down to one of the areas, well, the souk area, they were all there having their coffees and eating and that. And I said, have a look at the atmosphere, the yeah. buzz that was in the place. They reckon they'll handle something like 1.2 million people over these four weeks of the wow. of the cup. So uh, and they really know how to do it. And Qatar Airlines, uh, you know, there's no better airline to fly than Qatar. I mean, the service out of Adelaide. I mean, I checked in in Adelaide and then suddenly, uh, you know. So 13 hours later, you're in in Qatar and Doha, and I reckon I was within 10, 12 minutes of walking through immigration, and there was my bags on the carousel ready to collect. And uh, so I reckon I was in the hotel within about 45 minutes of landing in uh, Doha. What's the time difference? Uh, it's about seven and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, about seven and a half hours. So, yeah. So that's why we get, have to get up early in the morning to watch the games because, you yeah. know, they're at night games and, and you're watching in the morning uh, to see it. But, no, it's just they did it just so well. And uh, as I said, and I think now from my visit back to uh, Doha, I'd, just, I'd say to people, you need probably a three-day stopover in Qatar to see all the things that I think are important to see. And uh, so, yeah, so it's not a, just a twenty-four-hour one. I think you know to do justice to the to the stopover mm. and some of the things they've added to to for attractions. Uh, I think it's a three-day stopover. We're talking travel with Phil Hoffman Travel, and if you'd like to talk to the guru himself, call in eight double two three double o double o. Maybe you're thinking of booking a holiday somewhere, or you've booked and you'd like some uh, advice. The phone lines are open. We've got a message here, uh, Jade. Ask Phil to address the increasing number of COVID cases on the cruise ships. Yeah, well, the, we had the big ovation of the seas uh, on on the weekend, and I was down there on the ship, and I took fifteen of my staff there to see ovation coming uh, coming back into outer harbour. Uh, some are getting very small numbers, and mm-hmm. others are a bit larger. But I, but you know, last week they talked about celebrity eclipse, but it was false. It was fake news. It was nothing like that. It was about a two percent factor okay. of uh, COVID. Uh, I noticed that on the ship of ovation as they were coming off to tour around Adelaide for the day, that um, a lot of them were wearing masks. So I think, you know, it's a mixture. But look, you know, uh, I've been to a couple of official functions here since I've been back where, you know, the vice chancellor of one of the universities was attending, uh, you know, the function because he had COVID. I, I think, you know, we're living with it. Uh, sure. I think we're not getting the, you know, the sort of heavy stuff that, uh, you know, Certainly, some people are, but uh, not as much as we did because I think we've all been vaccinated and that. So, but uh, yeah, I think you just have to be very careful. Uh, you still have to produce a negative test before you get on board. No, don't you? Uh, you know, on a couple of the ships you do, and other ships overseas you don't. You know, okay, but, uh, so okay. there's a real mixture at the moment. But uh, we certainly. Uh, and is it those ships where you don't where the cases are? Yeah, obviously. I think so. And yeah, I think, right. but I think you just got to be very careful. Mm. With what, but look, on Ovation of the Seas, we weren't allowed to go into the restaurant. We were. At 
they entertained us in uh, Jamie's uh, Oliver's uh, restaurant, oh, um, and um, yeah, and it was just fantastic, you know, to eat there. I'd been on uh, Ovation of the Seas. We brought it down as a as a charter down from Singapore when it was just built. Mm. So that was seven years ago. I can't believe how quickly time goes. Uh, and so on Saturday when it was in out out of harbour, you know, to see it uh, and see all the people coming off and going touring in Adelaide, it was, you feel very good when that happens because it's good for South Australia, great for the economy, but great to see cruising back. Last week we had uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth ship in and in, into Outer Harbour and, and also Kangaroo Island and Port Lincoln. We had uh, Oceana's regatta in as well. So I've been on all those ships and then Ovation. And so, yeah, it's good to see cruising's really back. So do they spend a day in South Australia just travelling around and spending? Well, sometimes they'll, they'll do, uh, they'll come into Adelaide for a day mm. and people get off and go and do, you know, whether it's McLaren Vale, Barossa or whatever, uh, or city, just going in the city and, and shopping and everything else. Uh, go to Port Adelaide, go to Glenelg, uh, and then they'll go off on to, say, Kangaroo Island, spend a day in Kangaroo Island and maybe a day in Port Lincoln. So, you know, we're getting good coverage at the moment. We've This year we'll finish up, by the time the season's over, the end of March, 117 ship visits during wow, those, those times. Of course, It is. It's up from about what was about 84 before pre-COVID. So we certainly see a big return of ships coming to Adelaide. So it's, it's really exciting. And so we've got a lot more coming in the next couple of months. Phil, we're going to take a short break. On the other side, we've got a special guest joining us, the Director of Sales from Silver Sea, Steve Richards. Phil Hoffman Travel invites you to explore Outback Queensland and the Northern Territory with Outback Spirit. Travel with expert guides off the beaten track in style and comfort. Spend 15 days journeying from Darwin to Cairns on Leichhardt's Savannah Expedition or Brisbane to Cairns on the Longreach and Outback Queensland Spectacular. Don't wait. Book by the 15th of December and save up to $2,040 per couple. Find out more from Phil Hoffman Travel. Visit pht.com.au. 1395 Adelaide's 5AA This is Jade Robran Welcome back to Travel Talk. We've got Phil Hoffman from Phil Hoffman Travel in the studio and it's an exciting time for Silver Sea at the moment. Phil, as you mentioned, you've just returned from Antarctica with Silver Sea for the naming ceremony of Silver Endeavour. We've got Steve Richards, Director of Sales from Silver Sea on the line. Steve, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jade. Hi, Phil. How are you both? Good, good thanks, Steve. And Steve's the man I've got to thank because he sent me to uh, experience Silver Endeavour and I can only say thank you, Steve. It was a wonderful experience to go on your one of your latest new ships, the Silver, uh, Silver Endeavour, and uh, experience, you know, getting across to Antarctica and doing also the Antarctic Bridge, which I think is exciting for our listeners who may be a little bit nervous about sailing the Drake Passage. I know my wife is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I was told her how easy it was to do the Antarctic Bridge where you can fly either both ways or just fly one way um, and so it was a wonderful experience but a, a wonderful ship Steve you must be very proud of uh, the Silver Endeavour the reports that are coming back about how good it is. Yeah thanks Phil you yeah, know we're extremely proud of this ship it's the most luxurious expedition ship ever built and uh, you know we've had a great partnership with Phil Hoffman Travel for over 20 years now so it was a great pleasure to invite Phil to come along for the christening ceremony in Antarctica which was really exciting. What makes it so luxurious? Well, it's a small ship. Um, all, it's all suites, all balconies, only 200 guests, four restaurants, indoor pool. Uh, Phil knows it better than anybody from having <laughs> just returned. Mm. But, uh, and obviously an ice class 
shift so they can explore both polar regions of the world yeah. uh, and in ultimate luxury. Yeah, Jade, it's like having a you know a five or six star hotel floating in the water while you're doing expedition cruising. So you get off and you do the exploring with the in the zodiacs and you see the penguins and you see the whales and and the sea lions and that, and then you come back to the ship and you take your gear off and you suddenly think. God, I'm back in this beautiful, beautiful <laughs> ship, this beautiful hotel. Uh, Steve, I had a silver suite and I gotta say, uh, you know, I could have put the whole family in it. It was just, uh, <laughs> very roomy and everyone was talking about how, how roomy the suites were and the facilities in, in built into them, Jade. So you, you know, you're sort of going off an expedition, but you're coming back and living luxury. And I just liked, enjoyed the restaurants. And, uh, my favorite, uh, Steve was the pool restaurant where you had this vision, you know, nearly 360 around you. Uh, probably 270 degrees around where you could be seeing Jade while you're eating, having breakfast, lunch or dinner. Mm. You're looking at what's happening outside. So, you know, you're just sort of going through the peninsula there and just seeing these icebergs and mountains of snow and, and, and wildlife as well. And you're sitting there eating and drinking and you're going, this is good life. That's you know, I could, I, yeah, it is spectacular. It really is spectacular. It, you're painting a picture for me of, you know, being at a game park where you, you yeah. know, you're surrounded by the South Africa uh, animals. You, you, you're surrounded by every Everything of the of the nature outside you, and then you come back and you're sitting in then you know warm luxury and sort of saying taking all say we were just out there yeah we just saw that whale or we just saw those penguins you know a million of them you know wow. and and or you saw one of the biggest icebergs just in their own habitat doing habitat their own thing. Uh, do their own thing and when we did the christening of of uh, Silver Sea Endeavour uh, we went through the Lemaire p- uh, Channel it's a very famous channel with mountains on either side of you and this this deep channel mm. and we all got off in the zodiacs got off the ship and then so what are the zodiacs for those listening that might oh, not know just your rubber rubber dinghies okay. but beautifully built rubber dinghies that take yeah, you fancy out and, ones. yeah fancy ones and you dress in your gear <laughs> uh, and so you're protected from the environment there and you're out there from the elements of the environment and uh, and then the ship went through the Lemaire pennant channel he turned around on a thorny bit and just faced us and we're all in about 10 or 12 zodiacs around the front of the bow of the ship and they christened the ship and the uh, godmother christened the ship and uh so it was just an experience normally you're all on the ship you're dressed in you know very fine outfits and all that but we were actually the opposite we're right, in, the, we're in fine outfits but we're on the in the zodiacs in the water in the ice ice and you know snow all around you and that and wildlife so it was just a, a, an unbelievable experience but then to fly out of peninsula i've never done that before uh uh, so uh, we flew back to Port Arenas, uh, which is on the Chilean coast, right down there, the bottom there near all the Patagonian lakes and everything else. Uh, and then we flew back to Santiago and then home with Qantas. And i got to say, I flew on the uh, Dreamliner, Steve, uh, with Qantas from uh, Santiago to uh, Sydney. And it was like sitting in your dining room, you know, just it was so, so good. So, But the ship itself, uh, Steve, and you must be excited about we've got a couple of ships coming down in Australian waters uh, for this summer in 22-23. You've got, is it uh, Silver Mule? which I was on the listing of that, and Silver Whisper. That's right, Phil. Yeah, Silver Muse actually arrives in Adelaide on Friday. All right. So it's coming down the coast coast of WA at the moment. So uh, she'll first time back in Australia in a 1,000 days. So really exciting. And then Silver Whisper will come across from New Zealand uh, and into Australia in February. And then the Silver Shadow as well will start the world cruise from Sydney on the 9th of January heading to Fort Lauderdale in for 136 days of all-inclusive luxury. Fantastic. And, and Steve, you're, you're doing the Kimberleys as well in, in 22-23 with uh, what ship will be in the Kimberley? Yeah, yeah, the Kimberley's really taken off, Phil, especially during the pandemic yeah. when 
a lot of Australians were sort of stuck at home. They couldn't go overseas. And we saw a real explosion in Kimberley, which is, they say it's like Antarctica without the ice. Uh, just, you know, it's ex- expedition in our own backyard. And in 2023, we got the Silver Explorer up there, uh, only 144 passengers, so really small ship cruising, and then the Silver Cloud will come into that area in 2024. And like you said, Phil, we've got the Zodiacs uh, that launch from these, from these ships as well to get the, you know, get the guests up the rivers and under to the waterfalls and, and in all the nature. Galapagos and the polar regions, have they been really popular of late? Yeah, they are massively popular. And the exciting thing about those destinations is that you can only go there on a cruise ship. So for people that have never cruised before, uh, this is their chance to go to explore those destinations. And the, the best and only way to really do it is, uh, is a cruise ship. You know, the polar regions are the last frontiers of Earth. Um, incredibly remote, amazing destinations. And in the Galapagos, which I know is very high on Phil's bucket list, and I think you'll be taking a, a trip in 2024, uh, is, uh, you know, the we call it the Silver Origin from the, the Charles Darwin book, The Origin of the Species. That's the ship we use there, 100 passengers, completely different to a polar region, as you can imagine, uh, but like no other place on Earth. Jay, uh, Jade, one of the requests is in for my, uh, you know, 2024 request for the Galapagos. Mm. But I've got to say, Steve, while I was on board uh, Silver Endeavour, it was great to talk to your expedition leaders, which were just unique people that live yeah. that life of, you know, the Galapagos and the Antarctica and the Arctic, you know, for most of their time. And some of them have been, you know, 15, 20 years doing it and still have this unbelievable passion. And I think it's on everyone's bucket list at some stage to do one of these destinations or all three destinations, you know, the Arctic, the Antarctica mm-hmm. and the Galapagos. But um, And I met your guy, Conrad, that uh, controls the whole of Silver Seas Endeavour in this whole expedition area. And he was just, it was just, you know, we had dinner with him one night and it was like three, four hours. It was just like talking to someone that was, you know, just lives it every day and is yeah. building these new areas for people to go into. He's building a port down at the bottom of uh, Chile at uh, Porto Williams, which is a different one. Normally they go in via Argentinian side, uh, Ushuaia. Now we're going to go in via the Chilean side with uh, with Silver Sea. So, yeah, all this new stuff happening, uh, Jade, makes it exciting for our travellers to be able to sort of have alternate ways of doing it, especially with the Antarctica Bridge. So uh, we're very excited, uh, Steve. And, Steve, a couple of concepts that, you know, you may have time just to have a quick at, door-to-door and port-to-port. Yeah. yeah. So the door-to-door is very popular with guests. This is basically where the price you see for door-to-door is fully all-inclusive. So that includes an airfare, economy economy class airfare to the destination. But before that, we pick you up from home, from your home, in a private executive transfer, take you to the airport, you then fly to the destination, transfer to the ship, you have the fully all-inclusive cruise, and it happens all again in reverse. You go back home, you land back in Adelaide and transferred back to your home. So you can leave your, I like to joke, and so you can leave your wallet on the kitchen counter and uh, you can jump in your private executive transfer and you do not need to spend a penny again, fully all-inclusive. Now, the port-to-port offering is where we take the airfare out and we take the transfer out. So say the, the, the guests might want to uh, fly on, a, on, a, on, a, on an airline that they have chosen or they might want to use frequent fly points or they might want their family to drop them at the airport. So we take those those costs out, we reduce the cost down, and it's basically just the cruise only. Uh, and then once they're on board the ship again, it's, it's uh, fully all-inclusive. So those two uh, options are a great variety for guests to choose from. So, Steve, a lot of people, I, I, me included, you, you think, oh, wow, Antarctica would be an amazing place to go to. But, you know, what do you see? What do you actually get to do? 
Yeah, look, it's um, so the, the Antarctica and the Arctic are two very different destinations, obviously both polar. Um, you know, the Antarctic is obviously the seventh continent, and that's a massive bucket list for people at the moment to stay. They stood on all seven continents, so that's becoming hugely popular. Uh, Phil's just got back. He's, he's the expert in the destination. You've got the icebergs. You've got the penguins. Whereas in, in the Arctic, you've got more pre- predatory uh, animals like the walrus, the polar bears, mm. and, and there's also the, the Inuit culture. Um, so there's obviously inhabitable uh, human race up in the Arctic, whereas down Antarctica, there isn't anybody except the odd scientific uh, research station. So very different destinations that can offer a very, very different experience. And Jade, probably twice a day you get off on the Zodiacs and go and explore certain areas, you know, or you'll oh. see where the penguins are located or you'll go and see, a, you know, some seals playing and, and whatever. Uh, you might chase some whales that you've seen and, and follow them just, you know, from a safe distance. So every day you're doing a couple expeditions where you, you rug up and you put all your equipment on and you go and get down on the zodiacs and and god they do it so easily uh and off you go with the expedition leaders and they will describe what you go about to see or whatever but you come back at night and they show you a lot of the photographs that they have taken and mm. other people have taken they talk about what you saw the history and, and the cultural of these places but also what you're going to do next day what the weather's going to be so you get really involved and then they had keynote speakers as well that talked about expeditions and history of you know discovering the antarctica and some of the you know, the, the world explorers there. Uh, we had the lady, the godmother, um, who spoke about her doing a 59-day trip across the Ant- Antarctic Peninsula on her own, Jade, wow. on her own, with just on skis, <laughs> pulling her own gear. And, uh, you know, you sit there and you're just fascinated by the, what happened on the trip. And then you sit back there and you go... Why would you want to do it? You know, I mean, it just, it looks <laughs> so not? hard. But, you know, next next year she's going to the polar, uh, to the North Pole because she said before long you won't be able to do it. She was only mm. very young. She had a young five-year-old boy that, but, and so she was our godmother. So it was just fascinating on the, on the trip itself to be able to sit there and keep talking to her, you know, at dinner and other occasions and that. So, and we had a lot of speakers like that from different uh, institutions that just fill you in on, you know, what's really happened with exploring the Antarctica, what's happening now, the base is down there, how it operates, and uh, so yeah, so it's, it's a ever facet- changing. Yeah, it is ever changing, you know, and it's still restricted of how many people can go and what's happening. Mm. But uh, no, I found it fascinating. And that's my third trip to Antarctica, and I'd go again. Lucky chappy. Thank you so much, Steve Richards, Director of Sales at Silver Sea, joining us as our special guest. And if you like the sound of any of those trips that we just spoke about, you can head to Phil Hoffman Travel website, pht.com.au. And, Jay, they sail in all other regions of the world, so the Mediterranean, you know, and up in Asia and everything else, and we've got some great specials at the moment where we're giving credits towards the airfares. So if okay. people want to go, come in, and there's a Croatia one, there's a, a Grand Mediterranean one, so there's plenty of opportunities to get on a Silver Sea ship. And they've got two new ones coming up in uh, 23. So this is another interesting thing that I'm getting fascinated by is the amount of, of build that's going on, new build that's going on into the industry that's just helping us with sort of getting people excited about new destinations, new ships and new areas to explore. This is our last show before Christmas. Have you got any last-minute Christmas deals? 
We have. We've got a lot, uh, yeah, a lot going on there at the moment, uh, you know, for uh, two for one in, in luxury river cruising for next year in 23. And certainly, uh, Jade, if people are looking at for next year, they've got to get in now before Christmas. I mean, it's it sounds nuts. crazy, uh, but all get in in January. And our big expo, mm-hmm. our big expo, our travel expo, will be January the 29th at the Convention Centre. And that's when we'll be displaying everything for 23, 24. But even already, we've got a couple of cruise lines have introduced the 25 World Cruise, Jade, and it's being sold very quickly at the moment. So when we talk 25, you go, hang on, we're only in 22. No, I can't plan uh, five minutes. No, 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 exactly, exactly. But uh, but that's what you've got to do. But, Jade, uh, you know, it's been great working with you all the year and look forward to next year. And 23 is going to go very quickly and it's going to be I a very know. busy year. You can just feel it. We can see in the booking systems already so many days in June, July, August that are booked out for flight. You know, already. So the demand is there. Well, ciao, arrivederci, <laughs> bonjour, kiora, all of that. All of that. It's lovely having you on the show. Merry Thanks, Christmas, Jade. Phil. Same to you. Phil Hoffman Travel invites you to explore Outback Queensland and the Northern Territory with Outback Spirit. Travel with expert guides off the beaten track in style and comfort. Spend 15 days journeying from Darwin to Cairns on Leichhardt's Savannah Expedition or Brisbane to Cairns on the Longreach and Outback Queensland Spectacular. Don't wait. Book by the 15th of December and save up to $2,040 per couple. Find out more from Phil Hoffman Travel. Visit pht.com.au.